Will there be a little ride on Space Mountain? What the fuck are you doing? This guy would flash you. You are dead. Crooked. Gonna write the car beef and cabbage. Straight OG brother, is that what you're saying? The coffee boy. I tried to apologize. What do you call him? You made that up. You have lost it. Lost what? Your mind. A cockroach in my apple pie. You're gonna put your jack on. But that can't always happen when one guy's wearing a recliner. WCW. <laughs> I'm not supposed to be upset. Sky rockets at night. Woo! Afternoon light. I will never interview you people again. I'm out of fish. They no longer play where the big boys play. Rack and sack and you play for a tackle for a loss, baby. You know why? You want to know why? Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode number 39 of the Nitromania podcast. My name is Adam. I'm your host, and I know the difference between adjectives and verbs, but more on that later. This is the 39th edition of Nitromania, meaning there is now one episode for each category of activity prohibited on the Shabbat, like bowling, for instance. One episode for each day that Survivor contestants are stranded on that godforsaken island. One episode for each episode of The Honeymooners. And one episode for each Scud missile fired by Iraq at Israel during the Gulf War in 1991. Remember 1991, kids? Of course you don't. I'm old. Last week on the show, not a lot happened of any worth. Bobby Heenan announced that he would be the coach for Anderson and Flair during their match against Mongo and Kevin Green at the Great American Bash. Mongo and Green then, completely of their own accord and without any knowledge of Anderson and Flair's plans, decided to ask Macho Man to be their coach, and he accepted. The Giant defeated Ice Train in 27 seconds, and the opening and closing matches both ended in no contest. Plus... Scott Hall announced a big surprise this week. So, let's find out what that big surprise is, shall we? Though, if you, like me, watched this on the WWE Network, another spoilerific thumbnail has already given it away. It is Monday, June 10th, 1996, which means this is the go-home episode for the Great American Bash, so stay tuned until the end to hear who my special guest host will be next week. We are live from somewhere or other. Tony again welcomes us at the top of his goddamn lungs. Tony promises us in our number two, Flair and Anderson versus a new guy named Joe Gomez and the renegade who somehow still has a job. Zabisco has no hope for Gomez and renegade and no hope for Mongo and Green on Sunday. Also in the second hour, Giant versus Scott Norton. What an earth shaker that will be. Zabisco also has no hope for Norton. Shivani then takes us to a replay of the as-yet-unnamed Scott Hall throwing his toothpick at Sting and Sting slapping him back last week. Tony then reminds us how calendars work and then throws us to our opening contest. Booker T, with a period after T, is in singles competition against Scott Steiner. As per usual, we get an awkward white guy dancing during Booker's entrance. This week, the selected awkward white guy is wearing a Trix cereal t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Shivani promises us Sting versus Ming, sorry, Meng, as the bell rings. Booker starts on offense, taking Steiner over by the hair, and then he just shoves Steiner when he complains about it. They get physical. Scott tries for a backslide, but Booker blocks it, gets out of it, into a back suplex that Booker gets out of. Steiner ducks a side kick, and a big butterfly suplex takes Booker down. This is really just two big guys banging into each other. 
An atomic drop by Steiner, and he clotheslines Booker over the top to the floor, no mention by anyone about why that wasn't a disqualification. Steiner sends Booker to the buckles, and he eats a back kick to the face when he follows in. An axe kick gets a two-count for Booker. A body slam by Booker, and he goes up top. A diving crossbody gets a two-count for Book. Scott counters a vertical suplex into a reverse DDT. Irish whip and a back body drop by Steiner. Four punches of ten in the corner, and then he tries to Irish whip him across. Booker reverses and then follows and eats boot. Then a belly-to-belly by Steiner takes Booker down. Booker avoids the Frankensteiner by grabbing the ropes on the Irish whip. A back wheel kick gets a two-count. A side slam, Booker goes to the top, Steiner avoids the top rope dive, could have been a headbutt, could have been a splash, who knows, and Steiner Irish whips him, then just grabs him with an overhead belly-to-belly suplex for the three count. Don't know why he had to whip him first. That was actually a pretty decent match. Two huge guys just bashing into each other, and it actually had a finish, which is more than we can say for the past couple of weeks opening matches. We go to break to the maniacal laughter of Jimmy Hart. Back from break, and Gene... Pull up your socks and get ready. ...is in the aisle with Scott. Has he been waiting there the entire commercial break? Scott's promo is interrupted by Deborah McMichael, who tells him to scram. She has something very important to talk to Gene about. Deborah then cuts this totally believable, totally natural, totally not scripted promo. Deborah, as I say, this is highly unusual. What, uh, what's well, going through your mind? Well, I tell you, I couldn't even sleep last night, Gene. I mean, I've been thinking about, you know, what's coming up this, this, this Sunday, Sunday, of course, in Baltimore. And I've been really upset about it, and I'm worried about my husband, Steve, and, and I know, you know, he's a really great athlete, and I know Kevin Green's a great athlete, and I know Mr. Anderson and Ric Flair, they're great, too, at their professions, but I'm worried that Steven might go a little crazy and he might hurt someone permanently. And I'm really, really upset about that. And, you know, I feel really bad because I feel like, you know, it's my fault. Wait a minute, Deborah. I want to take the guesswork out of this right here and now. This is not your fault. Ric Flair has a reputation. He has taken visual liberties. He's talked about you. He said things that shouldn't have been said. And he has infuriated your husband. I know, but it's silly to, to let someone get out there and get hurt permanently over something silly like that. And I tell you what I really want to do here tonight, I want to ask you to see if maybe you can make a meeting with, with Mr. Flair and Mr. Anderson, and maybe we can talk this out and, and like end this before anybody gets hurt. Are, are you saying there's a possibility we're going to call it off? I wish they would. Here's what I'm going to do, Deborah. I will try to get a hold of Bobby Heenan. As you know, I've worked for him. He's going to be the coach for Flair and Anderson. Let me see if I can get an audience. If I can, we'll do it here tonight. Because I know, like Randy Savage, I mean, you don't know what he's going to do. A lot of nuts involved in this thing. Thank you very much. I, I appreciate your concern. Deborah McMichael, you look just terrific tonight. Right now, let's get you back to the ring and more Nitro. That's right, guys. Steve McMichael is infuriated. Also, Gene works for Heenan. Also, also, Gene couldn't avoid getting that creepy little comment in there at the end, could he? Gross. Enter Jim Powers, whose name is almost a Simpsons gag, and whose theme song is absolutely 100% a production track that used to be used on The Price is Right, just without the main guitar part. Jim will be trying to take the Lord of the Ring 
ring from DDP. During the beginning of this match, Zabisco accuses Mongo of hiding behind his wife and sending her out there to try and get out of the match. Fairly straightforward affair here, Dallas playing the heel. Tony and Larry spend most of it arguing about whether or not Mongo is a coward. DDP sends Powers across and eats a boot on the follow-up, then across and Powers slams his head into the top buckle ten whole times. The crowd counts along. Big dropkick by Powers gets a two-count. Tony tells us that the winner of this match will face Marcus Bagwell on Sunday, so I assume that match on Sunday is for the ring as well. Page takes the victory with the diamond cutter and keeps his ring. Another decent match, but it's not going to blow anyone away. We then get another video about Benoit and Sullivan, slightly different than the one a couple weeks ago, but basically the same. No one trusts Benoit is the message here. Uh, Ridiculously dressed Conan is next. Back from break for a promo video for Conan. Some hard guitar riffs accompany match footage. Some of it sped up, some of it in slow motion, just for funsies. What a pointless video. Gene is then in the locker room with Conan. This Sunday, Conan will face a South American legend, quote-unquote, named El Gato for the United States title. Enjoy the emotion in this promo. All right, joining me live at this time, Conan, U.S. champ, the only Latin United States champion in history. You're going to be challenged by a South American this Sunday night in Baltimore at the Great American Bash. It's El Gato. That's right, El Gato, a legend in South America of legendary proportions. And if I may be so presumptuous, just like myself in Mexico. But you know what, Gato? You got to come to the United States and prove yourself just like I did. And believe me, I have because I'm the U.S. champion. A todos los Latinos, los invito que vayan a Baltimore, Maryland. Apoyarme, y si no, que ordenen el pago por evento porque no les voy a fallar. Gato, any apathy on your part will lead to your demise. All right, I think that's short and sweet. Conan, United States champ to challenge El Gato this coming Sunday, live from Baltimore at the Great American Bash. I've heard better monologues on Mystery Science Theater 3000. We go to the ring for Meng's entrance while Zabisco decides to revive our favorite game here on Nitromania. Is it racist you're talking about these mexicans and south americans i mean what what's he legendary to a bunch of boa constrictors u.s championship on the line i think every contender should have at least a green card the answer yes yes it is during sting's entrance larry takes another chance to call mongo a pussy they lock up and sting gets backed into a corner meng then just Beats the hell out of Sting. Reversed Irish whip and a backdrop by Sting. Meng then avoids a drop kick and drops an elbow and then chokes the hell out of Sting. He then rakes the eyes and lays some stomps to the back of Sting's head. Irish whip. Sting ducks a clothesline on the return and hits a crossbody for a two count. Clothesline by Sting. And another. And a third. And Sting screams at the crowd. Bulldog by Sting takes Meng down again. Then a scoop countered into a small package gets a two count from Meng into the corner and a schoolboy gets two for Sting. Shoulder breaker by Meng and he goes to the top. Sting is up though and he knocks Meng crotch first onto the top rope. He falls into the ring perfectly in position for the Scorpion Deathlock for the submission victory. Short and sweet for Sting tonight and a very nice regal promo sends us to break. Back from break, Gene is with Heenan and Deborah backstage. Heenan wearing a nice purple suit tonight. Heenan insinuates that Deborah and Flair are banging and then takes her into Flair's locker room. He slams the door in our face. We hear Deborah scream, and then she comes terrassing out of the locker room with Flair following. She runs off, and Renegade appears out of nowhere, basically. So Anderson and Flair attack Renegade and Joe Gomez while Gene yells for help and gesticulates madly. Back to the arena, enter Squire David Taylor and Jeeves. Unfortunately, Taylor is facing Hacksaw Jim Duggan. 
Shivani tells us that they've already found replacements for Renegade and Gomez tonight, so fuck those guys. Those replacements are the world tag team champions Lex Luger and Sting. And it will be a tag title match. So Flair and Anderson are being rewarded for beating up those two guys? Anyway... Hacksaw wins by taping his fist. Who the fuck cares? If the tape is that goddamn powerful, how is it legal? Also, why am I trying to make sense of Hacksaw Jim Duggan? Dumbass. We then get a promo video for Mysterio vs. Malenko on Sunday. Another rock guitar riff over match clips. The beginning of this clip has a Nitro two weeks ago graphic in the corner. Despite none of this happening on Nitro, it disappears about two-thirds of the way through the package when someone realizes they pressed the wrong fucking button. We then go backstage with Gene and Jimmy Hart and gay biker Bubba. We get a recap of the fact that John Tenta isn't a fish. They will have another match at the bash. Bubba screws up his promo immediately and then says that he proved that Tenta is half a man by shaving half his head. Sure. Back from break and Gene is in the aisle now. He brings out Scott Norton, who he introduces as the challenger. So I guess this squash is for the title. Gene sends us to last week and Giant choke slamming Norton twice. Right before Giant's entrance, we get the little stick of dynamite and the countdown to hour two. Again, the most important goddamn thing that's ever happened in professional wrestling. We get a crane shot of the desk with 15 seconds left on the clock. The desk is darkened and there's a stagehand talking to Eric and Bobby. The lights come up and she quickly departs. Pointless Pyro and Bobby and Eric are at the desk, of course. Enter Giant as Heenan and Bischoff put themselves over. This match somehow lasts more than a minute. Giant chokeslams Norton on the floor, then throws him into the ring and pins him to retain the title. Shocking. I know. After the match, Luger... Wow! Runs out to prevent further damage to Norton. Giant throws everything off of Flair's VIP table and goes to chokeslam Luger through the table again. But Luger kicks Giant square in the balls and hits him over the head with a champagne bucket. Giant sells this long enough for Luger to run away and then he just screams. Luger ends up at commentary. He says a grand total of nothing and we go to break. I don't know why Giant didn't just go get him at commentary. Back from break, it is Billy Kidman versus Lord Steven Regal. This is apparently a rematch, but don't ask me from when. Regal immediately attacks Kidman at the bell and just beats the hell out of him until Kidman manages to grab the ropes on an Irish whip and then dropkicks Regal in the back of the head. A quick roll-up gets a two, then Kidman flies from the top rope with a 450 and gets nothing. Regal suplexes Kidman right on his goddamn head and then hits a modified Boston Crab-like submission where he has one foot on Kidman's head. Kidman submits and Sting runs out to make Regal break the hold. Sting backhands Regal and then leaves while Regal makes great faces. Heenan accuses Sting of loading the fist and we go to break as Bischoff laughs at Regal. Up next, the Nasty Boys. Fantastic. Enter the Nasties as we come back. Public Enemy don't wait for their entrance, and the director completely misses them running to the ring. Chaos ensues, as per usual, with no opening bell, but somehow this is still a match, unfortunately. Bischoff tells us that one of them is fighting with a broken arm, but he doesn't tell us which one, and none of them appear to be wearing a cast. I guess maybe Rocco's left forearm? Lord knows. Nope, apparently it's Johnny Grunge, whose left hand is broken. Grunge then proceeds to tag out by high-fiving Rocco with his left hand. They then finally give us a decent look, and it's his right arm. Well done, everybody. 
We go to break for the Glacier promo, still coming soon. Sadly, when we go back to the arena, this match is still happening. Grunge is punching knobs, or maybe sags, I don't fucking know, in the head with his broken hand. Smart guy. So Grunge makes a big deal about unwrapping the cast. Then he hits, uh, let's say, knobs with the cast, and Rock pins, let's say, knobs. But somehow, that's not the finish. No. The finish comes 45 seconds later when one of the dipshits hits another one of the dipshits with a garbage can and Nick Patrick throws the match out. Thanks for that waste of time. Speaking of wasting time, we get a replay of one of the Hogan videos from last week. And speaking of wasting time, when we come back from break, we get another Mongo Green training video. This one is also a weird promo video for the match at the Bash with weird graphics and video frames and replays from last week's Nitro. Oh, by the way, I looked it up. Bobby Heenan is actually listed on the 1988 All Madden team, but shock of shocks, I know, he is listed as a manager and not a coach. This was the most painless Mongo and Green segment yet, thankfully. Also, thankfully, hopefully the last, because the pay-per-view is this Sunday. And with that, it is main event time. Sting and Luger defending the WCW Tag Team titles against Flair and Anderson. So, either... The original main event tonight was Anderson and Flair versus Renegade and Joe Gomez, or when this became a title match, they shuffled the match order and the original main event was the Nasty Boys versus Public Enemy. Either way, that's a terrible fucking main event. Flair is wearing a nice pink robe tonight. Flair dances around and shoves Sting. Sting shoves Flair down and they start the match. Nope. Never mind, it's Flair and Luger to start the match. Flair puts Luger in the corner so Luger can no-sell his bullshit. Irish whip and a gorilla press by Luger, then a pair of clotheslines, Outback Jack style, and Anderson comes in. Luger whips Anderson and he immediately bails. Flair bails as well and they regroup in the aisle. Back in the ring, another gorilla press, Irish whip into the corner. Flair goes over and walks the apron right into Sting, who punches him in the face. Flair avoids a ridiculous elbow drop by Luger. (laughs) Literally, he jumped like three feet in the air. And tags out. Luger tags in Sting. Bischoff tells us there are a lot of nitro parties going on, and next week they're going to give an address to send pictures so they can show them on the air. Sting then clocks Anderson square in the jaw, and he drops like a rock. More offense by the champs, and Flair and Anderson bail again. Flair goes over to his table and grabs a chair, which he immediately drops in the aisle. We then go to break. We come back for an atomic drop by Sting on Anderson, then he boxes Arn's ears and gets a two-count. Anderson tags out, and it's Flair versus Sting. Into the corner. Some chops by Flair that Sting no-sells. Across, and Flair avoids the Stinger splash. Snapmare by Flair, and he goes to the top. This goes about as well as you'd expect. Sting goes up and hits a clothesline. Arn makes the save at two without even having to come in the ring. A superplex from the tippy top by Sting, and that gets a zero because Randerson was out of position, and Arn stomped Sting in the back of the head. Flair tags out and they double-team Sting. Irish whip and a spine buster by Double-A gets two. Another cover. Another two. Another cover. Another two. Flair tags in, chops Sting down, but he can't suplex Sting because his back hurts. Roll-up by Sting gets two. Small package by Sting gets four, but only gets two because Randerson was yelling at Luger. Good tag team. We then go to break as Bischoff promises we'll stay with this match for as long as it takes. 
Back from break as Flair whips Sting into the guardrail. Back in the ring for a chop, then a sunset flip by Sting gets a two count. Sting fails the bridge out of a pin spot, so they do it again. Then Anderson comes in and slams Sting. He tries a Vader bomb, but Sting gets the knees up. Anderson tags, Sting tags, and Luger no-sells Flair some more. Another gorilla press slam, then a pin for two, then Luger clotheslines both Flair and Anderson out of the ring. Over the top, nothing about a disqualification. Giant then somehow appears out of nowhere, and Randerson calls for the bell. Giant KOs Luger, and Scott Steiner runs out with a couple wooden folding chairs that do nothing. Giant gets hit with said chairs, backed against the ropes like last week, then has a fit and leaves. Gene is in the aisle with the Giant. Giant then threatens to kill Luger in Baltimore on Sunday, or at the very least cripple him. Gene sends us back to commentary for the wrap-up. Heenan is pissed. Everyone is wrong, and Savage isn't going to touch him on Sunday. He freezes, stares into the middle distance, and then runs away, because guess who's here? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I don't want any trouble with you. I don't want any trouble with you here, now. But I have to point out, you came out here last week. Where is it? The big surprise. I mean, I heard a lot of talk, but where's the walk? What? I'm here. Where is it? sitting out here for six months running your mouth this is where the big boys play huh look at the adjective play we ain't here to play now he said last week that he was gonna bring somebody out here I'm here You still don't have your three people. And you know why? Because nobody wants to face us. This show's about as interesting as Mark Schott reading excerpts from Mein Kampf. No trouble here tonight. Speak your piece and hit loud. Yeah, no trouble because you know I'll kick your teeth down your throat. three guys you what you couldn't get a paleontologist to get a couple of these fossils cleared you ain't got enough guys off a dialysis machine to get a team yeah where's hogan where's hogan out doing another episode of blunder in paradise where's the macho man huh Doing some Slim Jim commercial? Hey, we're here. You want to say something? Look, I don't have the authority right here, right now. You want to fight? Fight is it with me. You want three guys? Tomorrow morning at 9 o'clock, I'm going to be in Atlanta. I'll be in the offices of WCW. I'll try and get you your fight. And you know what? Live this Sunday in Baltimore, Great American Bash. You guys want to show up? You want to fight? 
You show up, I'll see if I can get you your fight. I don't know about you, but hey, they love us in Baltimore. Hey, hey Big Man, I say me and you, we'd be at the bash. Maybe these punks want to fight. Yeah. I'll be there. Bring what you got. The measuring stick just changed around here, buddy. You're looking at it. So... Nice and topical with that Marge shot reference. I do enjoy Nash's shots at the age of the WCW stars. They shove Eric into the desk and pose for the crowd. Eric turns to the camera and makes the throat cut gesture as we, you know, cut the footage, not like the Undertaker, rest in peace. You know what I mean? Uh, We cut to the crane shot and go off the air. Now, goddamn, the last five minutes of that show sold the pay-per-view more than the entire previous hour and 55 minutes or however long they ran that night. All in all, another very solid episode of Nitro. Nothing sincerely terribly horrible happened. A couple of matches were surprisingly good, and the ones that weren't so good weren't that long, minus the Nasty Boys match. If you go back and watch anything tonight, honestly, I would say Booker T versus Scott Steiner. I mean, obviously, Regal versus Kidman is going to be good, but... Booker T and Scott Steiner was surprisingly good, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give you that one instead. I mean, watch both, obviously, but but definitely check out the first one. Over on Cage Match, we've got a 5.08 out of 10 with a 2.6 TV rating. I was expecting higher given the promise and subsequent reveal of Kevin Nash tonight. By the way, I love that it's been three weeks and they have yet to utter Scott Hall's name on the show. This is legit, so good, so good. All right, meanwhile, over on Raw, we are two weeks old from Fayetteville, North Carolina. Owen Hart pins Yokozuna to advance in the King of the Ring. Yokozuna is unhappy about this and has to go find himself. Mark Marrow pins Skip to advance in the King of the Ring. The King, Jerry Lawler, tries to get in Ultimate Warrior's good graces. For those of you listening at home, this is the infamous segment where Warrior wears a baseball cap through the entire thing for no goddamn reason. And his face paint is all black. Jim Cornette then announces that he gets to pick the special referee for the WWF title rematch between Bulldog and Shawn Michaels at King of the Ring. And in your main event, the British Bulldog defeats The Undertaker by countout. Mankind then attacks The Undertaker to end the show. Now, this show has a 5 out of 10 on Cage Match, a significant improvement from last week, and surprisingly beat Nitro in the ratings with a 2.7. I am legitimately shocked by that. And on that surprise, we will end things there. If you want to come see me live and in person, I will not do anything to stop you. This Saturday, the 14th, it is LPW Mayhem at the Elks Lodge in Clinton, Massachusetts. And in two weeks, on Saturday the 28th, it is Elk Mania Productions, a nightmare on Bow Street at the Beverly Salem Lodge of Elks in Beverly, Mass. If you're some kind of freak who has non-wrestling interests, I invite you to head over to questendnetwork.com and check out all the fine shows over there. There are other wrestling shows, but there are also anime shows, D&D shows, a YouTube Let's Play channel, some horror podcasts, all kinds of shit. So, hell, take this show, for example. Hello, Questionable Endeavor Network listener. If you're a current or former fan of wrestling, you should check out the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, retired professional wrestler Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. On the show, I chronologically recap episodes of WWE Monday Night Raw from the Attitude Era, a time period where wrestling became more violent, more profane, and more sexual simply because, well... 
That's what we the fans demanded from the product in the late 1990s. Listen along with me as I revisit the crazy antics of The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Vince McMahon, The Undertaker, Mick Foley, and many more of your childhood favorites. You can subscribe to the Raw Attitude Podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or Google Play, or you can listen to each new episode on the Questionable Endeavor Network website, questandnetwork.com. That's the Raw Attitude Podcast, hosted by me, Henry Hugepex, the suplex-throwing human duplex. Oh baby, I like it raw, and I know that you will too. And if you like what I do here and what Jason and Troy do over on The Rundown, what Sal does over on Salvation, etc., please consider donating to the cause. You can make a one-time donation by going to paypal.me slash rundownwrestling, or you can sign up to become a monthly donor at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling. $5 a month gets you access to Patreon-exclusive shows, including one that I was supposed to record last month and didn't have time. Also kind of forgot to write and post, so I'm sorry about that, and I'll get it done soon. I promise you'll like it. You'll like it. You'll also get early access to Nitromania, Salvation, NXT Revisited, and The Sit-Down, and maybe Glow Stick. You never know. For $10 a month, you get all of that, plus the ability to guest host on a rundown show of your choice, other than The Sit-Down. So please consider donating. Please consider helping us out. All of that money goes directly back into the show to pay for our hosting on Podomatic, uh, which is uh, which is a yearly uh, a yearly fee that we have, which is uh, fairly sizable. It all goes directly back into the show. It's not uh, used for any any other purposes. All right. On that note, the time in the show has come. Next week, as I said earlier, is our big Great American Bash Supersode. And as always, to help me get through the slog that is a WCW pay per view, I will have a special guest for that episode. Joining me next week, a good friend of mine, a guy I've known for years, one of the funniest guys I know, not to put any extra pressure on him or anything for next week, from the Tuning Japanese podcast only on the Questionable Endeavor Network, a fellow cancer survivor himself, my friend Bill will be here to run down the Great American Bash with me and, of course, the Nitro that follows. Not going to lie, though, I have high hopes for this pay-per-view if only for the as-yet-unnamed invaders from the North. So fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, you guys. But that is next week. So until then, everyone, I hope you all have a fantastic week. And Bill and I will talk to you next time, right here on Nitromania.